Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. Let's get this week rolling with episode number 51, which means it's season two, episode number 11. And number 51, like I mentioned last week, from Chicago, actually went to CVS High School, which was a rivalry of my high school, Fanger, uh, Dick Butkus, number 51, to me, the greatest linebacker ever, probably one of the greatest football players ever, so number 51, didn't even want to Google or know anybody else, number 51, there, to me, there is only number one, number 51, Dick Butkus. First of all, my gosh, congratulations to my brother, Jerry, for running another Boston Marathon. He ran it this past Monday. Yeah, and he finished. Okay, they had it in October because of COVID. They pushed it out, and then they ran it again like they normally do, It, you know, on a Monday. And this time it was after late, um, Easter. So congratulations to him on running a better time this time than he did last time. So as he's getting older, he's getting faster. I can't say the same thing, but that's for another week. <laughs> okay, our movie review is Don... John with Philip, no, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, one of my favorite, favorite actors, young actors. He is so good. Just finished watching um, The Fight to Save Uber. He was the Travis, the guy that started Uber. Well, in Don John, and it just amazes me watching him in the Uber movie, how skinny he is. But in Don John, he's like in tip-top shape, muscle head and everything. Uh, and he's single, and he's meeting all these different women. And then he sees... At the bar, Scar Joe, Scarlett Johansson, and he wants to meet her and everything. So he finds out her name is Barbara. God, I can't Barbara. If he says it in the movie, Barbara Jagman, Barbara something. Um, but he gets, uh, he finds out Barbara Sugarman. I'm sorry, Barbara Sugarman. So his friend pulls up her Facebook, her Facebook, and he's like, holy moly. Wow, look at that. And the guy's telling him, you got to do something special with this one. You have to, you know, because you, you can't take her to dinner. You can't take her for a drink. He's like, my gosh, you might have to take her for coffee. So to impress her, he's got to meet her for coffee, which they do. A very good movie. And you know what's really good in it is Tony Danza plays his father. And it's great because they're sitting there eating spaghetti. He goes over to his mom's house and they're wearing a Dago tea, kind of like in Saturday Night Fever where he didn't want to get the uh, pasta sauce on his shirt. So he's got the towel around around his neck and Saturday Night Fever. But this one, uh, Tony Danz and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are sitting there in their uh, undershirts, their Dago tees, eating their, their pasta. So very good movie, just a, a great scene. He's got to take her for coffee. If he wants to uh, date Barbara Sugarman, Scar Joe, he's got to take her for coffee. You need coffee in, uh, in your life to uh, date Scarlett Johansson there. So... And even lunch. But you might have to take this girl off a call. Oh, Christ, yeah, this is the long game, son. 
The coffee review is for Starbucks at my local jewel. And I got I had to bring this up because I did not know this that it's Starbucks and Jewel food stores here in Chicago or Rolling Meadows. They're Jewel employees. They're not Starbucks employees. Uh, my favorite barista, Shantae, she's the manager there, but now she doesn't have anybody to manage except herself because they can't hire anybody. There's nobody there. I went there yesterday. They're closed. It was at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning. They're closed because no one's working. I think Shantae, I'm going to have to see if she's there tomorrow, but she's gone. But I just wanted to bring that up because she made uh, great medicine balls, uh, and she made my uh, honey almond, um, whatever that thing was. Producer, what was that thing called? Honey almond. The, the honey almond, or actually, it's uh, I think it's almond. almond no, honey almond milk uh, latte. Five. There's five words. You're missing yeah. four. So that was four. So was honey five. something. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm oh, you're sorry. down to two, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to bring up that because I used to work at Joel. That was one of my first jobs. Okay, I'll just say this real quick. I'm sitting at home one day and the old man says, hey, come on with me. Let's go to Joel. I got to pick up something. I'm thinking he doesn't shop. So he goes, come on over to service desk. Okay, go over there. Lady looks at me, the manager. She goes, your name Jeff? I go, yeah. She goes, your dad says you're looking for a job. I said, no. So he goes, yeah, he's looking for a job. She throws one of them gold vests over at me. She goes, you can start putting groceries in a bag over there. It was the jewel on 127 in Halston. <laughs> so it's probably the only time I almost cried watching the old man leave because he walked, he walked out and I was pissed when I got back home. I go, what did you do? He goes, I got you a job. I go, okay, I keep my money though, right? He goes, we'll see about that. I'm like, okay, so yeah. She got me that job. She threw that gold. They used to wear gold vests at the employees at Jewel. I worked at other Jewel stores too. I was one of the best baggers in the area. So, but yeah, I had to bring that up because I did not know that Starbucks at the Jewel, they're actually Jewel employees. Let's get to my favorite, favorite year of growing up, and that's 1970. I was 12, going on 13. Life was good. I discovered Italian girls besides, of course, Claudia Cardinelli, who's an actress. So no chance there. So I had Donna and a few other ones. But yeah, it was such a great year. And with my 45s, my first one, I'm shopping at Bell Scott's. It used to be on 119th in Ashland, like a department store. So I'm in there, me, Danny, Rich, and Jerry, not my brother, Jerry, but uh, let's say Jerry G. I know his last name. I won't give his last name because in this story, we're in there and we're getting, we're walking around, wandering around the store, like adolescents, tweeners or teenagers, whatever we were. So we're getting ready to go. And Jerry says, he's got to go get a drink. We're all, we're, come on, come on, let's go. So he bends down at the water fountain and all of a sudden we are, and it's like, what was that? He looks around, he goes, oh my God, I broke the record. He had stuffed the record in his pants. So when he went to bend down to get a drink, he broke he broke the 45, which was no time by the guess who. And then he, I guess he did it again with Evil Ways by Santana, where he would forget. And then he, I don't know if he was a diabetic or something, that he needed water. Or every time he'd go to the water fountain, he'd break a 45. And we didn't know that he was lifting these, uh, that he had lifted that record. But it was funny because that's all you hear was, and he broke the record and then 
put it in the garbage. We're like, we're going. So we left. I bought that 45 a couple of weeks later, but uh, I didn't ask him to get it. Next one is My Baby Loves Lovin' by White Plains. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Tony Burrow was their lead singer, and he was also the lead singer for Edison Lighthouse, which sang Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. If you watch Shallow Hell, I believe they played it at the end. Um, he was the lead singer on a song called United We Stand. And then he was a lead, and these are all 1970. Then he was on a lead singer for a group called the Pipkins. They had a song called Gimme That Thing. Years later, he was the lead singer on a song called Beach Baby that went to number one by first class. So he was the lead singer on five songs that were in the top 40. And in 1970, four of those were in, I think, the top 20. My Baby Loves Lovin', I bought that 45. And when I listen to that song, I just think about going to the beach. My brothers used to say, you want to go to the beach? Yeah. And then they'd say, well, we need gas money. And again, back then, gas money was like 25 cents, 35 cents. So we drive around and I would run up to people's houses, my friends, and ask if they wanted to go to the beach. If they said yes, I said, well, you got to give a quarter. So then they'd normally come up with a quarter and we'd go to the beach. We'd have a transistor radio with my brothers there, sit on the rocks. You know, just a great summer. Just an absolutely great summer. Great, great songs. The last song from 1970 is Hitching a Ride by Vanity Fair. What a great, great song. And I bought that 45. Our landlord was Leo Adent, and he owned a grocery store at the corner. We had the house right next door. And one day my mom sent me over there to get some, we were on food stamps. So she said, go get, she gave me some food stamps, you know, go get some milk and all that. So Leo asked me if I would help him move some stuff in the back. I'm like, yeah, okay. So when I got done, it took about an hour actually. And he gave me $2, $2. Okay. So what I bought with that was one of those hostess peach pies, not healthy, but at that time, who cared, you know, 12, 13. And then I bought Hitch and Ride. What a great, great song. I still, I, oh, I have all those 45s, but hitchhiking, when I moved to California, I used to hitchhike all over California. I would, even when I would have to go to the bowling alley, I would hitchhike carrying a bowling bag with, with my bowling ball in there. So every once in a while, so, and I would get rides. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it now. I wouldn't even recommend it back then, but I was hitchhiking all around. Again, Hitching a Ride, Vanity Fair, Great, great song. It was one of the biggest selling songs in 1970. This recording is going to be playing on Sunday the 24th. And due to previous obligations, I will again miss Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr., at the, I think they're at the Arcata Theater one night and then at the Desplaines Theater the next night. A couple of years ago, pre-COVID, I missed Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis. Same place. They were on, it was on a Sunday. I think the concert was at like three o'clock. We couldn't go. So I'm praying that they come back again, that Ron Onesti, the head of uh, Onesti Shows, that runs the Arcata and the um, 
to Desplaines Theater that he renovated has her back next year because Marilyn McCoo was my favorite female singer along with Karen Carpenter. They had 45. You don't have to be a star. It was playing the day that Scott Zaper and I, we drove German across California. I know I'd mentioned in a couple episodes. We drove across California. I'm sorry, across the United States to California. And as we're getting into Hollywood off the expressway, that song is playing. You don't have to be a star. And one of my favorite singers, Marilyn McCoo, and I just picture me and Zaper getting off that expressway, driving up Hollywood Boulevard, and that song is playing. It was just a great, great memory. Just And that song, again, we've seen Marilyn McCoo in um, Showboat a couple of years ago. And I just, I need to see her one more time. That's a bucket list item. You know, I wish she would come to Ravinia. So instead of having um, some of them other people that I don't like, have Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis at Ravinia, maybe like a fifth dimension rerun, right? Reunion, rerun, reunion. That's the wine talking. Thanks to the producer, I've had more than my fill. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A fifth dimension reunion, that would be great. Or just Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis, up, up and away, Aquarius. Wedding Bell Blues, Won't You Marry Me, Bill? Let's see, Stone Soul Picnic. And my favorite, California Soul, a little known nugget by uh, Fifth Dimension. That's it for this week. And join us next week. I might have a surprise guest next week. I'm working on it. We'll see. And we're into our second season, season, episode number 11. So, and it'll be our one-year anniversary in two two weeks. We're going to have a special one. So that's going to be good. And then I hope you all enjoyed um, the producer's husband there, Ed. You know, he was great. I hated to deflate him a little on that Rolling Stone stuff, but you know what? Sometimes you have to be told the truth. So I gave him the truth. He <laughs> he tried he tried to come into a sword fight with a pocket knife with me trying to say the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and one last thing about that, I'm just kidding. Ed was really good. We had a great time. Just a great guy. The other group that has lead singers that could sing, and one of them passed away recently, is the Eagles. The Eagles have more than one lead singer, and they could like if Glenn Fry got sick, Don Henley would have sang. Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, all singers. So it was the Eagles. I can't believe I, I didn't think it, about it. But, you know, Ed got rattled, so I was nervous. So he made me nervous. <laughs> but it was fun. We're going to have him back again. It was He was a lot of fun. So that's it for this week. And hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I enjoyed this month of April because I can talk about music in my 45s just all the time. What we're going to do for the summer Probably we'll start for the whole month of July, my birthday month, is do uh, each week we're going to do songs about either about summer or that came out during the summer. A ton of good summer songs, great summer songs. Instagram, which is at Mary B's Fifth Son, M-A-R-Y-B-S, number five, T-H-S-O-N. Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is Mary BS five S O N at gmail.com. So that would be M A R Y B S the number five 
S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. What did you think of this month? How was it? It was great. It was just, it was a lot of fun. I love talking about my 45 and music. It's so much fun. And again, I know I said this before, you can hear a song and it will take you back to either the first time you heard it or something you were doing. Like with it, like when I said this week, you don't have to be a star. Scott Zaper and I, we're rolling in there. We got that radio going and we got that song on. And just a, a great moment. I mean, you know, I could just picture him and I had this big car. We just finished crossing the country. So, uh, but yeah, music, I could talk about music all day and say, you know, Ed, you know, knows his stuff too with music. It's always fun talking to people that know music, you know, not just uh, you know, top 40s, but know a little, you know, more in depth on it. I like yeah. deeper cuts and more bands in the top 40s. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can go on and on. You know, like Ed was bringing up The Cure. I'm more popish. Okay, more pop songs. You know, that's why they call them pop, popular. So I like that stuff. AM, you know, I can remember, I don't know if I said this on it. And when FM first started, the three songs I used to listen to was Such a Night by Dr. John, If You Want Me to Stay by Slide the Family Stone. I'd Rather Be a Cowboy by John Denver. They used to play those three songs on the FM station I had on. I mean, they did Such a Night by Dr. John. What a good song. I had that 45. Just a great, not a, not a big hit, but a very good song. Very good song. And no, I just, I, I had a lot of fun with April. It was, you know, it was very good. And let, let's see, the 22nd. That's in two days. That's when Pam and I got engaged. And then my old man will be playing this on Sunday. That's when he passed away two days later because he couldn't believe I was marrying Pam. Of all the people, you would want to marry her. Why, Jeff? Why? Maybe he meant like, I think she's so amazing. How could you have landed her, Jeff? Why? Why? He liked her a lot. We I don't know if I said this before, but we hung out. We hung, Pam and I, not all the time. We went to the show. We went to see Paradise Alley, Sylvester Stallone's next movie after Rocky. We went to see that at the Evergreen Park Theater. And then we went over to the fifth wheel where my mom worked and sat there. But And then Pam and I would go out to dinner with them at the uh, that Polish restaurant, the high spot. It was in the back of a tavern. And I used to always get the Pope John Paul II platter, which was a Polish smorgasbord. Okay, you got the gawunki, you got the dumplings, you got the pierogi. It was great. And it was like cost effect. It was like five bucks. And it was in the back of a tavern called the high spot. Okay. Yeah, we used to, yeah, we we would hang around with him. That's when he was sober, you know, and he was good conversation. He liked Pam a lot. So it was uh it, it was fun. But on the day he died, I was bowling at Anchor Bowl in Blue Island, and he was the janitor at a church, living at the church. 
and he realized he was having a heart attack and he got in the car. And this is how he found him. This is how he figured out. He got in the car and when he backed it up, it hit a tree and then he just died of a massive heart attack. And that was the second one because he had heart attack in his 30s from hard liquor. So he had uh, switched to drinking beer and a lot of beer. And he was a heavy smoker. So, and he had a heart attack. I, I don't know if it was 38, maybe he was 38, but in his 30s. And then at 56, yeah, I, I got, I just made it home to Bridgeport from Blue Island. I was actually real close to him, like living, like bowling close to him. So I got home, got the call um, that he was at um, um, Christ Community Hospital in Oak Lawn. So we had to go there and I had to, uh, I actually had to identify him. So they had to call me and uh, my oldest brother in there and uh, identify him as Charles Balser. Yeah. So that was April 24th, 1980. Yeah. So and that's what this Sunday will be. My God, what would, what would that be? 40? 41 years? years. No, 42 years. 1980. 42? Okay, yeah. 42. What do I know? Yeah, well, that's uh, why I work in finance. One, two. <laughs> <laughs>